today, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. My name is Jared Dixon, and I am your host today. Um, this is episode four, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I've got a couple topics I'm really excited to, to talk about and discuss with you. Um, a couple housekeeping points here. Um, if you have any questions you would like answered, um, on the podcast or through an article online, feel free to send me an email. Um, you can reach me at contactmillennialecon at gmail.com. Um, if you go to the website, www.millennialecon.com, you can click on our social links, whether that's Facebook, Instagram. You can find my email address there as well. Um, but we'd like to start doing that. You know, we'd like to start getting some real-world scenarios um, from you all out there and answering answering your questions. It's a, I think it'd be a great way for us to connect and kind of talk that way. Um, so let's just really dive right in here. Um, first topic I'd like to discuss is how to change your behavior with money. Um, so a lot of people, I think, are under the illusion that money is simply numbers, right? Or personal finance or investing is simply math. And while a good portion of it is, while a good portion of what we need to spend time learning is the numbers, right? Like how, how much do we talk about uh, inflation here at Millennial Economics or compound interest, um, debt, um, and paying interest on debt and what that can do to our, to our finances. I mean, it's something that we talk about all the time, right? So, so much of it is, so much of the knowledge about finance and investing is math, but once we understand the math, then what? Because a lot of people around the world, a lot of your friends, a lot of my friends and acquaintances understand the math of it. They, they know they should be investing. They know they shouldn't have high interest debt. Um, but if everybody knows that, then why do we still partake in those things? Right? Why do we not invest? Why do we not, or why do we continue to take out high interest credit card debt? Um, you know, why do we make the poor decisions that we do? And on the flip side of that, why do we make the, the right decisions that we do? Why do we make the good decisions that we do? I think that's a key component of our success here um, in achieving our financial goals. So, um, so much of money is behavior and it's psychological and it's emotional. Um, I wrote something here in an article this past couple of weeks. Good money management isn't all about numbers. It's about our emotional relationship with money. So as humans, we all kind of have different ways that we cope with things, you know, so um, sometimes it might be, you know, if we're bored, we might go out to eat. Um, if we're lonely, we might, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, if, if we want to uh, look a certain way to our peers, we might go buy a, a, a nice vehicle that we can't afford. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, if, if we find pleasure in making purchases, we might go out every weekend and rack up a thousand dollars of credit card debt. Right? We know that these decisions aren't good, but we continue to do it anyways um, because it's simply an emotional relationship. And, you know, I found that really part of, part of the success on this journey is personal development. It's not, just, it's not just head knowledge about the numbers, like I said. You know? So I think when we're striving to be better people um, and manage our money better, we would do well to invest time into ourself in terms of discipline, um, in terms of maybe dealing with some emotional and psychological things that we have going on in our life, learning from the people that, um, that have done it well before us. I mean, one thing that really comes to mind is uh, 
Jocko Willink. I read a book by him called Extreme Ownership. And, you know, he just talked about leadership and, and kind of owning the problems in your life and, and how to work through those things. And he's a big guy. If you ever listen to, uh, to any podcast by him or any interviews um, by him, that he is a big discipline guy. He's an ex-Navy SEAL, right? Um, so he wakes up at like 4.30, 4.30 every morning, posts an Instagram um, post of his watch uh, with sweat dripping down on the floor because he, he well, his big thing is he's going to wake up and he's going to earn the day. Um, he's going to wake up early before the sunrise and he's going to work out. And that's part of his discipline. You know, another person that I think of is, uh, uh, oh gosh, Gary, not Gary Robbins, um, Oh, man. Oh, David Goggins. Gosh, Gary Robbins, David Goggins. That's terrible. Um, David Goggins, you know, and, and he's a big discipline guy, too. He's a big discipline guy, too. He happens to be an ex-Navy SEAL as well. Maybe there's a theme here, but, you know, a lot of the people that find success personally and professionally and in their uh, with their money and their finances, they're investing, they're disciplined people, they're regimented people. They've learned the art of managing themselves, not just their money. I like that. They've earned the art They've learned the art of managing themselves, not just their money. They've learned how to manage their emotions. They've learned how to deal with, you know, the desire to go purchase something that they shouldn't or the inclination of, ah, well, I'm not going to totally, you know, follow my, my budget this month. I'm going to deviate a little bit from that. They've learned how to manage these things. You know, they've learned how to take calculated risk. So maybe you're a very risk-averse person, and that's why you haven't ever invested in the market. You know, maybe figuring out why you're so risk averse, digging into that a little bit and being disciplined enough to take small calculated risks every month will get you to start investing and will get you where you want to go. Maybe you're too risk averse. (laughs) Maybe you're the type of person that is out buying lottery tickets every weekend um, and blowing your money on that. But you can't you don't have a, a savings account that's funded. You can't you can't diligently save. You know, why is that? What do you find? What is attracting you to this sort of thing? You know, why are you not disciplined enough to be able to, um, to be able to save on a regular basis? These are all things that have nothing to do with dollars and cents, but they all have to do with us and our mind and managing ourselves. And I would venture to say that, you know, our biggest struggle in life or our biggest task, I'll say in life is simply managing us, simply managing our own heart and our own emotions and our own mind. And that really is, and it shows in every single aspect of our life, every single aspect of our life. You know, if you become a better manager of yourself, how is that going to affect your relationship with your significant other? Probably pretty positively. You know, if you uncover some of those things that you may have been shoving underneath the rug for a long time, how is that going to affect your relationship with your spouse or your significant other or even your boss or your job? I wrote something here. Um, If you're desperately wanting to win with money, I can say nothing more powerful than look in the mirror. Master yourself and your behavior will follow. Knowledge is great. Always pursue it. But without mastering your emotions and your own behavior, you will find yourself running circles, making progress only to relapse and head right back to the starting line. How often have we been there? How often have we made tons of progress? Maybe for 10 months, we're paying off debt and we're, we're doing the right thing or we're investing and then we make one mistake 10 months in that gets us right back to the start of where we were 10 months before. It's happened to me many times, y'all. So um, I'll, leave, I'll leave that topic there. 
you know, th- some of the ways that I've, I've mastered myself and I've for sure, um, am, have not made it in this arena yet. Um, this is again, the biggest struggle of, of my life personally. Um, but I read a lot. I listen to podcasts. I learn from the people that are, uh, great at mastering themselves and are great at discipline. And something that I, I hear from a lot of people that are great at it is that this mastery, this self-discipline is the biggest, it is, is the gateway to freedom. That's what everybody says. You know, so with more discipline comes more freedom. And I, I think that that happens because we're able to, we're not, we're not being tossed back and forth by our own musings, by our own emotional swings. We all have great days emotionally, we all have bad days emotionally, but if we're disciplined and regimented, we're able to manage those things a little better and it helps us operate a little more freely. So um, moving on here, last thing I really wanted to talk about today, uh, five things to do in your 20s to ensure your financial success. And the 20s and late teens even, you could say, are such a golden opportunity those of you, I should say, in your in your twenties and your early teens, have such a golden opportunity to to be financially successful. Um, we know because of inflation and because of compound interest that our money is worth more when we're young. So if we're able to make great decisions early on, not only do we not have to make dr- as drastic of decisions, so we don't have to save and invest as aggressively when we're young to get where we want to be later on. Um, but it, it's just going to be a whole lot easier because our, our dollars are worth more. Uh, yeah, so let's just dig right in. So the first one is increase your knowledge and invest in yourself. So kind of what we just talked about, right? Um, early on in your life, if you're able to increase your knowledge, invest in yourself, read books, maybe take that college course, get a degree in something that's going to help you in this arena, get around people that are going to be a benefit to you, that are going to pull you up and not pull you down. Um, you're going to equip yourself for the rest of your life to make good decisions, right? It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. So if you find yourself, you know, in your free time, not advancing your knowledge in a certain thing, and it doesn't even always have to be money. It could be in leadership. It can be in self-discipline. It could be in guitar playing. It could be in how to mow your yard and have a beautiful lawn. Um, you know, really just advancing your knowledge in given subjects will pay huge dividends, because I think that everything kind of flows together in our life, right? So what we learn about money, we can, we can use in our personal life. What we learn about, you know, maybe our, our yard and, ha- and having a beautiful, beautiful lawn, we can translate to our money habits. Um, it all flows together. Um, so number one, increase your knowledge and invest in yourself. Read books. Watch good YouTube videos. Be around people that are going to bring you up that you can learn from. Number two is get out of debt and stay out of debt. So... Debt can be an absolute financial dream killer, especially when you're young, because if you make it's so easy to get into debt, right? So you can easily get into debt. You can get these credit cards. You can go buy a, an expensive car, and then it can take you 10 years to right the wrong decisions that you made in two minutes. Um, and I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. You know, I again, I wasn't in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. I didn't have student loans, but I definitely made some poor money decisions early in my life that I found myself digging my way out of for years. And the digging, the, the digging out took time away from investing and saving and setting myself up at an early age with my powerful dollars 
for my later life, right? So get out of debt and stay out of debt. Um, make the decisions early. Um, if you find yourself in debt, that's okay. You're here. You're learning. You're obviously willing if you're spending the time, your time right now um, listening about good money habits and listening to this podcast. Um, but be diligent about getting out of that debt. Get out of that high interest debt. Get out of that consumer debt. Pay off your student loans. Pay off your car. Stop using your credit cards. Right? Stop carrying debt on your credit cards. I guess I could say that. Um, one thing I wrote, it makes no sense, and, and, and regarding paying off uh, debt here, it makes no sense to invest your money hoping to make a 7 to 10% return when you're paying 18 plus percent on your credit card balance or have a huge stack of uh, student loans. So a lot of people will try to skip steps, right, because they want to be investing and they don't want to fix the mess that they've made. And so they'll have all of this debt on a credit card that maybe 18 plus percent, I think, is a national average is around 18 percent. Um, they'll be investing in the stock market. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't skip the steps now. Um, have a little bit of self-discipline here. Uh, pay off the debt. Clean up the mess you've made because paying off that debt is a guaranteed return. So if you have a card with $1,000 of debt on it, with $1,000 balance, at 18%, paying off that debt is a guaranteed rate of return of 18%. Guaranteed. Not many investments exist where you can get a guaranteed 18% return or everybody would be doing it. <laughs> Trust me, I'd be doing it. It's the only thing I'd be doing. Um, so don't chase 7 to 10% returns when you are in debt with these high interest accounts, right? Vehicles. Um, vehicles are terrible. I think we're going to talk about, let me see here. No, maybe we're not going to talk about it, but auto debt, vehicle debt is, is bad, not only because typically it carries a higher interest, right? Even 3% interest is high when you're carrying it for 84 months or something like that on your car loan. But you're carrying debt on a depreciating asset. So not only are you losing out money on your debt, but what you're investing your money into, I said losing out money because of your interest rate, I'm sorry, but what you're pouring your money into, what you're investing your money into is also depreciating every year. So it's not good debt to have. A vehicle debt is bad, and it will, it will slow you down tremendously. So get out of it or don't even get into it. You know, it's okay to drive uh, uh, an old Camry <laughs> that you pick up for a couple thousand dollars um, and work your way up to getting that nice vehicle and doing it the right way and paying cash for it and buying it slightly used so you don't take a big hit on depreciation. It's okay to do that, y'all. Like, we don't have to drive super nice vehicles, especially when we're young. Like, I always think, I remember, you know, when we were looking at our first, to buy, buying our first home, um, we walked into this house that was gorgeous, and we ended up not buying it, but it was like, it was too much. It was, it was all finished, and it had like granite countertops, and it had a finished basement, and I turned to my wife, and I go, you know, I feel like I don't, I didn't earn this yet. Like, I don't deserve this yet, and maybe this is the wrong way of thinking about it, um, but I feel like, you know, when we're young, we, ought, we want all the nice stuff right away, and it's like, hey, you know, there's, there's we got to earn some things here in this world. You know, it's easy to go go take out a loan and um, buy some really nice furniture. But, you know, going through the suck of the crappy leather couch, that second hand that has a hole in it, um, isn't always bad either. I think it builds character. So um, number, <coughs> excuse me, number three is begin investing. Let me take a sip here. <coughs> excuse me, um, begin investing. So now more than ever with all the platforms that we have, apps, all the knowledge that we have online, 
um, how easy it is to open up a brokerage account. Um, just begin investing. Just start. I don't care if it's $5 a month. Just start. Um, get a taste of what it is. Like read a couple articles, watch a couple videos, and start investing and learn, like experience it. Because once you start experiencing it, once you fail a couple times with a little bit of money, you're going to learn how the markets work. You're going to learn, you know, what compound interest is. You're going to learn what dividend payouts are. You're going to start feeling this sort of these, these sorts of things. And you're going to be able to make larger financial decisions down the road because you just started. Um, I can't recommend it enough, and I, I'm not going to go too much into this. I talk about this every podcast, but if you're a, a person that has not invested before or you're a beginner investor, I can't recommend Acorns enough. It's a platform. It's an app that I've been using. I actually looked it up because I've been saying six-plus years, and I think it's closer to four years, um, so I'll correct myself there. I don't want to lie to you guys. Um, but I've been using it for about four years, and I, it was my first taste of investing. Um, it was my first taste of putting money into a, an account every month. Um, that's so easy. It's automated. I don't have to pick individual stocks. I don't have to pick individual ETFs or index funds. It, it, it balances a portfolio for me based off of kind of how, how risky I want that portfolio to be. And it just does it. But I got to see my money grow. I got to see, you know, 10% returns some years on my money. How awesome is that? I got to get dividend payouts every quarter. When I opened this Acorns account, I didn't know what a dividend was. But now I do because I saw what hey, I looked on my app and I'm like, what is this? You know, what's this $3 that was put in my account? I didn't put that in there. Where'd that come from? It said dividend payout and it was for an ETF VOO. So I researched what VOO was and I learned what dividend paying companies are and how that works. Um, just start investing. Um, I'm going to put a link in the description below for Acorns. Um, there's lots of things you can do with it. The, you can do the roundup feature where you know it rounds every purchase you make on an attached card that you attach to your account. It rounds up every purchase you make to the nearest dollar and invest that spare change. Super cool, super easy, automated way to start investing. Um, you can also set up recurring investing. So if you want to set up $5 every week or even $5 every month to throw into your account, it'll take it right out of your bank account. And I promise you, you're not going to notice missing $5. You're not going to notice missing $5 a month. Start investing. Um, there's a link down in the, the show notes here. If you open an account using my link, that link down in the show notes, you're going to get $5 added to your account automatically for free. All right, next thing here. Um, get a taste of success making passive income. And this is kind of what I already touched on. I won't spend too much time here. But when you start investing and when you start doing these sorts of things, um, you're going to get a taste of that interest and you're going to get a taste of compound interest and you're going to get a taste of dividend payouts and you're going to get a taste of what small things over time make big things is. That's what I always say. Small things over time make big things. You're going to, you're going to see that in action. It's not going to be a theory in your head. It's going to be tangible. And once you start feeling that, it's, it's on and popping. Like once you start seeing dividend payouts come through to your account, you're like, I'm going to pour mo more money into that next month, more money into that next year. And it ramps you up um, to start being aggressive with your saving and your investing. So get a taste of success making passive income. My last point here is increase your income. So this might be like obvious, but 
in work on increasing your income. And this comes, this can come in a lot of ways, you know, work on bettering yourself, teach yourself a skill that's marketable, choose a degree that's going to have a, a high return on your investment with the salary, right? Work on increasing your income, start that side hustle because you can't invest money if you don't have money. You know, even if you're living modestly, even if you call yourself a minimalist, even if your rent, um, you live with eight roommates and your rent's $200 a month, if you're not making much money at all, you're not going to have much left over at the end of the month to invest and do these cool things with. So increase your income, even if it's not necessarily in a way that you want. You know, maybe you pick up a job, um, I don't know, at FedEx working, working uh, the night shift, right? That, that's not a glamorous job. Um, but the money that you earn from that can help you pursue your passions and help you achieve your goals. Um, so increase your income. You know, if you are, you know, working at a, I don't even know, you're riding a desk somewhere, right? It's not a glamorous job. Um, what can you do? What tools can you equip yourself with? What course can you take? What book can you read? What projects can you take on for your boss? How can you help those around you so that when that promotion comes up in your department, you're the clear choice? The ROI on reading a couple books, helping a couple people out and taking on a few projects and showing up on time at work could be 10, 20, 30, 40, $100,000 a year decisions that you're making. It's a big return on your investment. Work on, uh, David Goggins says this, work on being uncommon amongst uncommon people. Work on being uncommon amongst uncommon people. Um, and also with that, so kind of a, a side note, um, a large income can also be swallowed up by poor habits. So the person who makes $500,000 a year, the $500,000 a year earner, can be just as broke as the person making $20,000 a year. Remember that. It's all about your discipline. It's all about the way you structure your, your finances at home. So yes, increase your income, but also make good decisions so that you're not eating up that income with stupid stuff. You're not buying a house that's too expensive. You're not eating out every day. You don't have a bunch of car payments. You don't have all this stuff that's sucking up your money. You know, save a big chunk of your money for yourself to invest in yourself, to invest in your brokerage account, to get an emergency fund going in a savings account, to be able to take that course to expand your knowledge and grow your income even more, to start that side hustle, to start that business. Make sure you're not eating up all of your income with, with things that aren't serving you. So that's, that's all I have for us today. Um, we talked about acorns. We talked about, just as a recap, um, you know, how to change your behavior with money and how our emotions affect our habits and how money and finance and investing aren't all about dollars and cents. Um, and then we went through five things to do in your 20s to ensure your financial success, and those things are increasing your knowledge and investing in yourself, getting out of debt and staying out of debt, begin investing and getting a taste of success, making passive income, and lastly, increasing your income. So thank you so much for spending time with me here. I'm excited to get number four in the books. Again, if you want to see some of the articles we're doing or listen to some previous podcasts, the best place to get all of that information is my website, www.millennialecon.com. If you want all of this information emailed to you on a weekly or biweekly basis, it's totally free at the bottom of the home page of our website. You can join the newsletter. All you have to do is type in your email address. If you uh, um, do that, I usually send out um, what I call um, the review. 
and I send you all the content that I created for that week or those two weeks, and you can have it right in your inbox every week. So um, thanks again, and I hope you have a good day, evening, night, and morning, (laughs) and talk soon. Thanks so much.